High Nation Podcast. Coach Kyle here with Coach Dan. Say what's up, Dan. Hello. Uh, today we have uh, a return guest. I think it's the first time we've had multiple visits from the same coach. Uh, coach Joe, what's up, man? Woo-hoo. Return. <laughs> Back again. <laughs> Back again and better than ever. Um, so if you, uh, you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, uh, Joe came on to talk about mental health in the fitness space. Uh, told us a little bit about his journey coming from uh, New York during COVID times and how fitness kind of helped him uh, get through some of that. Uh, and and on that day, we kind of kind of started thinking about it after our show about all the other things that uh, fitness has a role in. So we kind of wanted to pick up kind of a two-parter episode uh, in terms of the mental health and try to take this in a little bit of a different direction. Uh, so. I'm going to pass this over to Joe, and uh, we'll get this thing going. Yeah, so last time we kind of talked about how fitness and, and building your physical health can tie into building your mental health and making you uh, better in, in that aspect too, but we also have to look on the other side of that, of how sometimes the fitness industry can make mental health issues worse. Oh. God, isn't that true? Um, um, yeah, so sometimes um, I have only really been actively in fitness or, or publicly in fitness since October. You know, people start finding out I'm doing CrossFit and stuff, and everyone's like, oh, isn't it dangerous, isn't it? You know, everyone has all those questions. But other questions that people come up to me with is they're like, okay, so how do I get hot? How do, I, how do I get that six pack? I mean, how, are they wrong? How do you get hot? How do you get? Aren't we all just trying to look at naked? Because that's what I thought fitness was I mean, about. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Absolutely. I, so I you only can attract. You can attract somebody, and, and uh, no, none of that. Um, um, or you know, yeah, people just ask like, "What's the quick fix?" I've had people ask me, "What supplement should I get that's going to get me strong or skinny?" Beta alanine. <laughs> what did you that say? Was, so, <laughs> side note there. Uh, that's the Fraser uh, reference. That was Fraser on yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan podcast. He said uh, the, the, the best way for he got fit was actually, he said, better sleep, you know, workout programming, consistency. And then on the side note, he goes, and I also took beta alanine because it felt like it gave me a third lung. And it's last like a week, super casual reference. Yeah, just very casual after talking about the importance of sleep and his routines and all that. And then, uh, sure enough, record sales across the board in the industry, uh, sales of beta alanine. Yeah, like because that everyone that was listening to Matt Fraser on Joe Rogan heard beta alanine. They didn't hear consistent work ethic. They didn't hear good night's sleep. Nutrition. They heard, oh, Matt Fraser eats Snickers bars and takes beta alanine. That's the answer. Yeah. The and funniest it, part, the funniest part to me was right before he said that, either right before or after, he was mentioning the nutrition and the sleep. He said, if you could bottle proper nutrition and proper sleep, like just those two, those two things, you wouldn't be able to keep that supplement on the shelves. Yeah. And he just casually mentions beta alanine and everybody goes and buys <laughs> beta alanine. <laughs> so, you know, and that ties directly into this is that, you know, the fitness industry pushes a lot of products we've been marketed to for decades now. Um, meal replacements, protein shakes, you know, the anabolic window had to be there in 30 minutes, had to do this and all this stuff turns out it's not even true. It was all marketing ploys. So again, going back to that, like just trying to get to the end result without all the stuff in between. Yeah. And it's actually really shocking to learn how many people have body issues attached to mental health issues because of all this stuff, because of 
the advertisements that we see with the six packs because of the social media influencers that we see a lot of my friends have sort of you know come forward with these body dysmorphia or body issues and and it's not just women either right like a lot of people think that maybe it's just limited to women having these and it's not just people who have excess body fat that have body issues either i mean i've had friends come to me and tell me uh, you know, I was made fun of for being skinny when I was in football in high school and that stuck with me. And so now I feel like I need to have this, this musculature. And that's sort of where these, then this fitness industry or whatever we want to call it comes in and says, oh, this person feels like they need to be buff and they need to be strong. So we're going to sell them protein supplements. Oh, we have a drug for that. Right. You know? Right. And it's not. It, then it moves away from like, no, you got to show up every single day and be consistent. And, and I mean, every once in a while. You can throw in like a brownie or whatever, but consistent with your diet, consistent with your consistent with your fitness. Backstory: Joe is the greatest baker of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I bake some brownies sometimes. Yeah, I throw down the chocolate every once in a while. We, we call those mental health brownies. <laughs> those are mental health brownies. Yeah, every once in a while you gotta not think about. I mean, Dane over here, he he can go through his entire life and just eat healthy stuff. Okay, no, no, everyone. So here's so let's not fall into this trap of the fitness industry kind of pushing that again dane just has different weaknesses because you know his uh he's gonna have his old fashion after a long day of work so consider that a strength (laughs) (laughs) it is if you look at your weaknesses as strengths exactly all these things that we go to for comfort is strength yes (laughs) Uh, that's actually funny so you guys just reminded me i don't even know where i heard this probably on some other podcast somewhere um they posed a question like if you could uh crap like if there was if there was a magic pill right you could just take this pill you would magically be fit healthy blah blah all this stuff you'd look great you'd have the body of your dreams like if there was such a thing would it actually be the magic pill mm-hmm. so it's a weird question like if there was a magic pill like would it actually be the magic pill because mm-hmm. you didn't put any of the work in to get those results you didn't get the like we talked about in the last podcast um with joe is like the adaptation between the ears you didn't like put in that hard work and that consistency yeah so is it actually the magic pill yeah and another good question to ask off that too is when you achieve your magic pill self is that going to be good enough or is, always, there, is there suddenly because the be magic pill is not going to have the adaptation between the ears so your mindset yeah. will never change your right. physical so that means that magic pill is now something I have to take forever? That it's not actually a magic pill, yeah. Right. It's, it's an interesting not. question. So that's a little philosophical it, there. But, uh, I like it. It's, and I think it's interesting, too, because like I've fallen into that, too. I think sometimes all of us fall into that. You know, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, I, I want that six-pack. I want to be hot. I want to attract people, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And we think that uh, we think physical attractiveness attracts, out, you know, that outward attractiveness is what's going to attract people to us. So it's easy to fall into that. You know, I've done, I tried keto, I tried a bunch of 30 day challenges, different diets, all this stuff that sort of ultimately when I got to the end of it, and it's like, well, I wasn't actually happy. That wasn't what was happy. And the thing that made me the happiest is recording, I don't know, I posted this on my Instagram. Like the first time I ever recorded a workout was Cindy, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, and then the second time, we just did it again, it just came up again, and I recorded it again. And I shaved off three minutes, you know, and, and I, I'm able to RX things that I wasn't able to before. So that sort of measurement and that sort of like growth 
and goalkeeping is actually something that's consistent and makes me happy. That's not, that doesn't have to do with looking in the mirror and being like, hmm, do I, do I look like maybe I have one more ab popping out a little bit today? That's something that I'm like, I know that I got better at this. Yeah, and I mean, as a coach, that's something I push with all of, all of our, our athletes here and my clients and all that is, you know, gauge yourself on performance, how you feel, uh, even like, you know, sometimes it's how the clothes fit, but getting away from that, that body image, getting away from the scale, getting rid of some of that stuff that we've been put so much pressure on, um, that people like, you know, if you lose 10 pounds of fat, you gain 10 pounds of muscle and the scale didn't change, but you might look completely different. You probably feel a million times better. So it's like, you know, are you sleeping better? Or are you, you know, happier? And these are things that we can measure in the gym through weights and reps and times. Uh, and it's all these great variables that we can, we can test and measure that aren't the scale. So yeah. I, you know, big, big component of, you know, avoiding the scale at all costs. I yeah, think for sure that especially when it comes to those aesthetic goals like that but the funny thing about those performance goals which is great I think it's better to focus on performance and like getting stronger that in the long term that's if you're getting stronger and you can learn new skills like you're you're going moving in the right direction right but even with performance like let's say you struggled for like months and months and you're like drilling this trying to get a ring muscle up or whatever it may be like what's the first thing that happens when you get your first muscle up like it's great, you celebrate, you're happy, blah blah blah. But all of a sudden, now I you just want, want two. You want that second no, muscle, up, and then you want that third muscle. Up. Like there's and then that I want to do it in a wad. Dan's side eye me over here because I've been spending months working on my muscle. <laughs> yeah, and you hit it, right? You yeah, yeah, it. I did. Yeah, I actually but, hit it for the first time at my level one. But now you want to do more. And yeah, now you now want to do, do it. More. You want to do it in the metcons now, and you want yeah. to do it like it, it happens, right? Um, and that's natural. So it's more of just like that consistent. Like I think Joe, you already said it. Like consistency in moving and like attaining these like small incremental goals but it's not like a, a destination yeah absolutely and i think that actually if you start to think about it more that way you actually can achieve some of those let's call them more superficial goals you know if you sort of like trick your mind into staying consistent and and getting and working on these strength goals or these or or these um you know, just daily practice of coming and showing up every day, you actually see your body change in the way that you maybe had wanted it to before that it never did. So I actually think that if you have these sort of, I think that you can, there's a higher level of, of succeeding at, at this more like consistent, you like I've seen more people fail who say like, oh, I just want to get hot or I just want to get skinnier. I just want to get this. I see them fall out of the gym a lot faster. It, it's like two months in or even I made it like a month, but now I'm hard on myself because I'm not seeing the changes as fast as the six week program told me that I was going to. Oh, yeah. or, well, and that's, so and that's something that's really important is we, uh, you know, you have to fall in love with the journey. And to go back to our last episode on this, we talked a lot about the community side of things. And that's where to draw you in, to get you committed to a lifestyle change Getting you excited about coming into the gym, getting you excited about having a good workout, getting excited about, um, you know, throwing down a wad with all your buddies or or even the like flip side of things like feeling that little bit of guilt because you actually couldn't make it on a certain day and you know all your friends are there kind of looking for you. So it's that kind of like, okay, well, I got my rest day, which was good for me, but I don't want any more rest days because I really want to go back and, and throw down with my buddies. So when you get committed in that lifestyle change, you actually 
unintentionally get the physique goals as an accident. It's like the side effect right. of getting side. a getting committed into this. Yeah, I've heard that referred to as side benefit. Side benefit. So of like, I like that. Yeah, side effect has kind of that negative connotation. Like, you take this uh, this pill and it'll whatever. Make yeah, it's because you've been, like that's that's you've been marketed to. But, I like so to think the side, side effect's positive. <laughs> side benefit, let's do it. Uh, yeah, Kyle, what's that show... Um, Maybe think going back to like the fitness industry and how it promotes that that weird like physique type thing. Um, but it train oh biggest loser, oh, biggest loser. God, yeah that don't even that show like completely plays into what we're talking about here with. Um, just I guess if you don't know, it's the the premise of the show is like these overweight people and they get paired up with a trainer and then they have to try to get like lose as much weight as possible in like this short amount of time, short period of time, yeah super crash diet they're smashing them with like high intensity workouts and they're having them not eat like any calories like just to lose weight yeah you went from a couch to the most intense exercise you'll ever do and then so yeah they may like by the end of the show they lose a crap ton of weight but you're gonna lose weight if you don't eat and you do a crazy amount of exercise like (laughs) and then what happens my point is what happens to them after the show yeah uh, I've, I've read they all have gone back uh, all the winners of the show definitely because that was a news story relatively recently uh, where all the winners went back and, and gained weight and I think it's something like 75 to 80 percent of participants put the weight back on and or more than when they started yep. um, and I won't go down that whole metabolism thing because actually if you go back a few episodes probably 10 episodes back uh, coach Gabe came in here and talked with me about uh building your metabolism for weight loss and things like that. And that's exactly what happens is in this situation, you lose really quickly. It really kills your metabolism and makes it easier. You're more susceptible to be overweight. So yep. yeah, and not then, only, not only are we marketed to this way, but it's actually doing a detriment to us. It doesn't even like help us in the short term and then build long-term success. Cause yeah. then I'd be okay with the, the quick fix in the beginning. If it turned into a long, um, part of long a long-term part of your lifestyle Mm -hmm. but not only do you some mostly don't get what you wanted in the six weeks but then also set yourself up to be way worse 12 weeks down the road Mm -hmm. and now you repeat this cycle and people are beating themselves down and down and down until where it is harder to come back from yeah but we the the to sell product we the cycle kind of needs to be repeated, right? In order <laughs> sure to continue does. to sell product, if there was a product out there that could fix us in 30 days, fix us, whatever, yep. give us what we want in 30 Throw the days, air quotes out there. Then, that, then that company would no longer make any money after they've sold the amount of pills that everybody wants to be happy, you know? So they need people to get into this cycle so that they're down on themselves again at the end of this 30 days you know, and you've put all this weight back on, you've just done all this work and now you've put all this weight back on and you starved yourself for 30 days and now suddenly you're binge eating and you're worse off then than you were before. You have a worse relationship with your body and your food and suddenly you're just, and then you try the next thing that comes up. You're like, well, that one didn't work. I'm going to try the next thing. Well, that's, that's how you end up with super awesome supplement and then super awesome supplement 2.0 step your game up from the last time it didn't work right what well that's how you're able to even walk into uh like a fitness or nutrition shop and see there's a hundred different proteins and it's like which protein is gonna be the best which one is gonna give me dried powdered milk we have turned it into this special substance yeah uh one thing on this that i just thought of too is 
the difference between fat loss and weight loss. A lot of times we use the term weight loss, like we're obsessed with the number on the scale. We kind of mentioned that a little bit, but like it's like losing weight may not necessarily be a good thing. Does that, did you guys talk about that in the metabolism one? Um, a little bit, but no, no, bit. I think you should touch on it. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know why that's doing that. <laughs> um, anyway, so like fat loss is really what we're looking for. We want a little more. And if you, everyone tells you their goals, they want to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And then you go down the list with them and you're like, oh, you don't want to actually necessarily lose weight. You want to lose fat yes. and build muscle. So muscle weighs more than fat. So if you gain muscle and lose fat, you may actually weigh the same or more. Yeah. And that's when people are told like you have to lose weight and then they start lifting. Like weight loss supplement, weight loss this. Yeah. 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 And then they get on the scale and they see, oh God, I've put on weight. And it's not necessarily that it's not working. It's not necessarily that showing up to CrossFit every day isn't working. It may be working great. Right, exactly. You Better might, than you probably plan. And, and that's what I liked about your metabolism talk too, is that to, in order to get your metabolism working, I believe, I mean, you talk better about this, but you're building muscle underneath. You know, yep. you're, yeah, the, the number one driver of your metabolism is muscle. It's the only thing that can change it you know, outside of thyroid stuff. But ultimately, you have a working thyroid. The only way you're increasing your metabolism is building muscle. It's the muscle, only thing. Yeah, I've heard it. Muscle is an expensive tissue. So it costs a lot of like mm. calories to fuel your muscle. So if you're putting on muscle, you're gaining more muscle, your body is naturally just even sitting at home. You're not doing anything, just having more muscle, you're burning more calories sitting than someone who has less muscle. Absolutely. It also yep. protects incredibly, like protects you against old age and um, even like things like dementia and like going down that road. Like muscle is just, it's a healthy, the healthiest, healthiest thing and the best thing you can do for longevity. Yeah, I mean, and, and I know this episode is more of on the like the mental health side of things, and we can talk a whole another episode about you know the benefits of muscle because that's right. really what's uh, fighting you against all illnesses as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I think to sort of tie it back to the the mental health stuff, it's just again, I think we said this at the end of the last episode too. It's like show up and be consistent. You know, set goals for yourself that are achievable every day that aren't about how somebody else looks on TV versus how you look. You know, if you look at celebrities workout regiments or like Wolverines, if you've ever looked into what he did, like the amount of crazy crap that he put himself through three days before shooting, like dehydrating themselves and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like you, you don't want that. That's not health. So show up to the gym be consistent build your strength set goals and then watch yourself grow by consistently recording things that you're doing and i think that that will put you in a much better mental space than trying to achieve these impossible goals Mm -hmm. all right that's part of the reason why i fell in love with crossfit and probably why we all fell in love with crossfit is because they just make it so simple like if you ever look up like go if you're listening to this like google crossfit in 100 words just read that read the what it says it's like it starts out just eat meat vegetables nuts seeds some fruit little starch no sugar um workout it's basically says like workout five times a day keep five times a day five times a week five times a week five times a week week. Uh, and like don't eat too much food it's essentially what it says yeah my i mean my motto always has been uh lift heavy and don't eat like a jerk 
<laughs> That's good. That'll work too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be conscious about your decisions is all really yeah. I mean by that. But yeah. it's, up, it's have, funny to say it that way. And, and with CrossFit 9, show up, have fun for an hour with your coaches and, and your uh, fellow athletes. I mean, don't eat like a jerk. Yeah, don't, don't eat, eat like, like a jerk. <laughs> Every once in a while, but just, you know, just every once on your birthday. That's it. Oh God, we won't even go into that. All right. So just to wrap this up, um, you know, to, we joked about the magic pill, but I think here at the end, we kind of explained what the magic pill is. Yeah. Consistent, hard work, come in, have some fun. It's Live. not a pill at all. It's not a pill at all. It's not. It's an easy decision every day. All right. Well, thanks again for having you come back and join us. We look forward to uh, maybe doing another one with you. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks for having me. See ya. Thanks, all.